It's showtime. Is old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of the Kenny Ho Show. How are you? I hope all is well. Now, from the looks of it, uh, the old Kenny Ho Show has finally appeared on the Spotify search engine. Uh, I'm not. For whatever reason, when you type in the Kenny Ho Show, it doesn't bring up the closest result to that. They bring in seemingly the whitest podcast. That may or may not feature a few of those words. There's a few guys named Kenny. There's even one guy whose name was Kenny with an H last name. But it don't make no damn sense when as I'm scrolling through this thing looking for me. Literally a white woman. Like an old white lady. Her name definitely was not remotely close to Kenny Ho. Nor was her show even called the something something show. The, the Bernice Agnes... Worthington Esquire show, you know? Well, 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 Spotify, what do we have here? It looks like I've stumbled upon an old boys club here, right? I didn't know search engines could be racist, but here we are. And you know the damn search engine is racist because out of the first, like, 40 results, 20 of them aren't even close. 20 of them at least have the name Kenny in there somewhere, but the, the other 20, not even close. The only thing they got in common is they're all white, and everybody looks at least middle-aged and up. If that doesn't scream old boys club, I don't know what does. And to make it worse, to make matters worse, when it does hit my show, it's me surrounded by black people. And I'm not even making this shit up. Go look for yourself. Just type in the Kenny Ho Show on Spotify, and it starts off with, you know, their preferred clientele. You know, the type of people that they wish every podcast was done by. The type that they could go to the country club and have a whiskey on the rocks with. Maybe set up each other's grandchildren. Oh, you have a granddaughter. I have a grandson. They're about the same age. Let's keep the wealth in the family. And then when it gets a little ridiculous, when it's a bit of a stretch, the Kenny Ho show, how the hell does Cheryl Ann McCarthy show up on, on that search? Uh, they're like, all right, I'm sure all these lazy Mexicans and doped up, opiumed up Asians, slanty-eyed Asians have given up by now. They've definitely given one of our friends a click and a listen. All right. Here you are. All the shows by all the visible minority are better known over at Spotify as the Riff Raff, the Hoodlum, the Damn Hooligans, those noisy-ass colored folk, 
Hell, maybe even a couple of racial slurs that I won't use here on the Kenny Ho Show. The family-friendliest family show in 2022. That probably is true. I hear there are a lot of dysfunctional families out there. Lord knows my mama annoys me. And if you, you hear it on the news all the time, sons snap at one point and kill their whole damn family. The Kenny Ho Show is last in ratings in almost every single demographic except for that one. In every household that gets murdered by one of their own, they love the Kenny Ho Show. But I digress. That's a long-winded way to get to the show's up there now. Uh, there's no excuse to not find it. I literally went back to SoundCloud to re- record a little bit and put the, the links up for people who... Because to be fair, for the first few days this sucker's been up, um, I couldn't find it. It wasn't on the app. It is now, though. Um, so there's no damn excuse. Because as of this recording, it's still two people who have listened uh, to the, the Kenny Ho show since the move over to Spotify. If this holds up, I was right all along. I have, sure, a very, in a way, loyal because it's the same people every single episode show up for Kenny Ho show. Through thick and thin, political unrest, and even a pandemic, the Kenny Ho show listeners show up. I wanted to say in droves. It's not in droves. It's, um,. That's the most dismal drove if I've ever seen one. It's uh, They show up in a small pack, and uh, they keep showing up uh, every single week, and right on time. It, with the moment they, they recognize and realize that old Kenny's done a new podcast, they're on it. But, but, these guys have to be the laziest sons of bitches on the planet. Yeah, hey, uh, can you uh, give me a five-star rating on uh, iTunes and make me feel good, make me want to kill myself less? Nah, we're not willing to do that for you. Oh, okay. Uh, Could you uh, like it and share it and tell all your friends and family about it? Definitely not. We're ashamed of you. We're ashamed that we listen and love your show. Okay, that's fair enough. Um... Well, I'm moving over to Spotify. You might have to scroll through a bunch of podcasts featuring a bunch of wrinkly old white guys and one broad who probably slept with the owner of Spotify in 1950 when she was young and such. Um, but eventually, you'll uh, you'll you'll find old Kenny's show like hidden in uh, in between a bunch of hip hop and. Um, Gotta break into houses podcast. Scrolling. What do you think this is? Some sort of exciting adult movie site? I scroll through those and see delicious boobs. Well, to be fair, sir, you scroll through long enough and you find me, you also will find a pair of boobs. However delicious or not. Let's never find out, though. I might be soft, but if someone tries to honk my boob or worse... Give it a taste to see if it's delicious. I'm throwing down. I'm summoning the celestial powers of my ancestor. And I'm going to put my foot so far up your ass. Your prostate cancer will become brain cancer. 
I'm telling you, if in two months I still have two listeners, I'm condemning. Oh, I'm going to war with the listenership. I'm condemning these guys. Not a single episode will go by without me referring to these guys as the laziest, fattest Americans. American? No wonder these infidels. I'm telling you, if you focus more of your show and jokes backing the Muslims, we'd be so loyal to you. With crash planes in the buildings in your honor. I'm like, whoa, calm down there. It's still too soon for shit like that. You know, now that I think of it, I'm definitely going to hell because on one hand, if that actually happened, if I was like a big deal and somebody crashed a plane into a building to somehow honor me, to be like, you're the best, Kenny. Look at, look at what influence you have in the world. A part of me would be like, oh my God, why did you do that? But it's not, oh my God, look at all those innocent people. I'm like, you crashed it in like a downtown corporate building. You probably didn't kill exclusively innocent people there's a good chance you killed like i don't know 20 innocent people and the other like 2000 were monsters they probably had it coming but i would feel bad because i'm like there are probably a bunch of hot pro babes in there man what if there was a bunch of Kristen crook type girls sure they'd never be interested in me they'd they'd Look at you and how much you love me, and then listen to the podcast and not understand why I'm revered and exalted on the shoulders of you and your comrades. But if you're gonna do some crazy shit, just go hold her hostage. Hold all those Kristen Crook lookalikes hostage, and their families, and their pets. This, like, my move is. Listen, either one of you bitches are going to be one of my, or all of them, or you're going to be one of my 18 Muslim wives, or the Chihuahua gets it. You guys putting a plane in a building in my honor does nothing for me except put me on the most wanted list. It used to be Osama, and now it's old Kenny. I'm not tough. That guy was like a soldier. Man. If the FBI comes after me, that is the shortest high speed. It won't even be a high speed chase. It'll be like, how fast can this bus go? And like the best I can do is like, listen, bitch, I watch speed. I know this bus can travel at least twice as fast. All right. Where's a Sandra Bullock when you need one? But when the bus driver pulls over at the next stop to pick up passengers, Boom, the high speed or or at least the pretty low speed, comfortable, safe school zone speed uh, chase ends. And you better believe they're putting a cap in my ass. You, you take out 2,000 red, white, and blue Americans, you're done. They're definitely executing you. No matter what state you're in, and they're not even giving you the needle. There's some, some uh, scary marine guy who's just going to put a cap in my ass and call it a day and and i know the argument they're like but kenny we love you we know you don't like living yeah but i don't want to go out like a chump i want to take my own damn lives at the end of the day you know on my gravestone or realistically just like some like bristol board on the the side of the highway there will be here lies old kenny 
he was his own greatest enemy. And he proved it by ending his own damn life. So yeah, on one hand, definitely don't do that. I definitely don't want anyone doing that in my honor. But on the other hand, I'd be like, oh my god, I'm a king to these people. Where are my 18 bitches? Oh, I'm sure those chicks would be very disgusted by me, mostly because they were captured and kidnapped away from their families uh, and given to me as a, as a, a wife. Um, but secondly, it's because those girls, man, talk about, like, I, I talk about racist-ass white girls all the time, but, like, Middle East brown girls are just as racist. Those girls are so indoctrinated to only deal within their own kind. Like, they're not white as right. They're, like, brown or, like, anything not brown is a clown. And it makes me frown. I'm like, listen, lady. I'm not, like, some sweaty, greasy, hairy son of a gun who's gonna beat your ass in for, like, revealing more than your eyes to the, the general public. I lead such a sedentary life, I hardly sweat. Man, this show took a, a, a turn that I didn't see coming. A, a very hard, unending right turn. Now, why I came on here to do an episode is because I keep forgetting uh, week after week that uh, Louis Anderson died. My goodness, I don't know what's happening but the end of 2021 and the beginning of 2022 has been horrible for comedy legends. Wasn't there somebody before Normie? But I mean, nobody's more important to me than Normie. So it was Normie, then it was Saget, now Louis Anderson. What the hell? I didn't listen to a whole lot of Louis Anderson growing up. Um, I listened to a lot of Normie over the past, I don't know probably five years or so, never listened to Saget, but recently I've been getting into Louis Anderson since he died, and man, this guy is so damn good, or was so damn good, and he really did seem like a genuinely nice person, he seemed like he was a good person, and his stand-up reflected that, like his jokes were very, I don't want to use the term gentle, because gentle humor to me means like, that's barely a joke. It was like the entire run of WandaVision. I'm like, yeah, that's all just very gentle humor. Don't get me wrong, when like Kat Dennings was taking over the show, I'm like, bring back the gentle humor. I'll take almost anything over a Kat Dennings and a strong black woman photon show instead of the beloved Wanda and uh, yeah, just Wanda show that I signed up for. And I also don't want to use soft because I refer to myself as soft and it's never in a good way. I'm sure the only time I've ever used the term soft on this show in a good way was, man, I was at McDonald's and the one time that ice cream machine wasn't broken, I got me some delicious soft serve. Mm -mm, I'm fat. I guess the way to put it was it was uh, like it wasn't invasive. It wasn't aggressive. 
Yeah, just like an easy, like, friendly style to him. And, it, and the jokes are so good. And yeah, speaking of, like, friendly, it's, it was definitely family-friendly. It's definitely not the Kenny Ho Show. It's definitely for regular families. Not just the ones who kill each other, literally. There are definitely no 9-11 jokes on that show. He was a square... He was an infidel. We love your 9-11 jokes. It was so weird how many of these comedy legends are dead or just like legends in the game because I was watching um, just like a compilation video of uh, the Norm show, the Norm MacDonald show, I think it was called. Uh, And I was watching and it started off with Super Dave Osborne. I'm like, okay, well, he's dead. And then at some point, uh, Larry King popped up. I'm like, okay, he's dead. And then, uh, is his name Carl Reiner? Again, what a gem. Like, I didn't discover his stuff. He was still alive, surprisingly, because he was... I remember when I was listening to him on uh, Gilbert Godfrey there. I'm like, man, this guy's so old. He must be dead. I looked him up. He's definitely still alive at that point. Uh, But by the time I saw him on Norm, gone. And then Saget was on there. And I'm just like, what the hell? Like, these are all beloved icons of the industry, and they're just all, they're all just dying, and they're not being replaced by anybody. You know, actually, now I think of it, there's one more generation, like guys like Chappelle, guys like Aziz Ansari, guys like Jim Jeffries, uh, Anthony Jesselneck. There's, there's one more generation of super funny guys uh who will replace these guys uh fill their shoes to to the best of their extent but then it's over with this new generation you can't say anything like i would not be surprised if uh now that i'm on a reputable reputable old boys club type of situation where at the first sign of trouble these guys just crumble and bow down to whatever uh, the the hardcore liberals want from them. I would not be surprised they take my show down after this episode, after my 9-11 jokes, right? That's why I go back to SoundCloud, where 90% of the guys who use it are hood, you know, they're urban, they rap about bitches and hoes, they don't care about no, uh, no politically correct nonsense. Guys like us, we walk down the street and we see some girl with a big booty, some hoe with a big booty, and we start rapping about it. We go jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. Uh, jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. Uh, jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. Uh. Yo, that bitch's butt be jiggling. Making all the boys' worms be wiggling. Aiming to be going up her butt. Up her butt. Up her butt. I am a king. I see it now. Sadly, it's the Burger King. Oh, which reminds me, I've been on IG. First of all, I don't know why any of this shit is popping up in my feed, but there's all this like motivational stuff and money making stuff. Like, uh, instead of hot girls with the jiggly butts and the jiggly butts, I don't understand. It's, it's photos of uh, like people, I 
I don't know who maybe who are successful. I doubt it. I doubt it's any successful people being like, I'm going to take time to post this horse shit on my IG. I'm just going to look at these girls and their bikini thongs and the bikini thongs. No, but it's like advice. It's like, yeah, get up at four and then uh, meditate at 410 and then work out at 420. Stoners can kiss my butt. Kiss my butt. Don't those people annoy you? Like every time they see 420, they're like, ah, 420, yeah. It's like, shut up, you hippie. Tie your damn hemp shoes up and and also your white guy dreadlocks. They're coming undone, you hippie. Like it baffles me. They think they're so cool because they do drugs. It's the equivalent of having International Obesity Day. Stoners going, oh, we're stoners, weed, yeah, like, you know how ridiculous that is if you put it in that context where it's like, you see a bunch of fat people come out and be like, yeah, 320, I'm fat, burgers, rein it in, you ain't cool, alright, just smoke your doobie and shut the hell up, foo. Now with that being said, if it turns out Kristen Crook's like a huge pothead and the only way I could ever date her is if I were the same way. I don't know if you're a betting man, but at that point, if you got like 500k, you bet it on me becoming a total stoner. You better believe I'm coming on this show the next week, high as a kite and sounding completely different. Hey man, welcome to the Kenny Ho Show, man. Oh man, life's so great. Oh man. I was having these Cheetos this morning. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I think those were angel tears. Oh. But under those circumstances, I would be living the greatest life of all. If I were making sweet, sweet love to Kristen Crook Kitchen every night. I, I don't know how it works. Like, uh, maybe I'm, like, too mellow uh, to do anything. I'm like, man, I got an opportunity here to make some love to Kristen Crook. But I just kind of want to mellow out and just melt into this beanbag chair man what was i talking about oh yeah like these posts of alleged successful people what they do uh you know, 420 man you, you work out oh man you just mellow out and just like smoke another dupe but by 430 no wait 420 you're working out oh yeah and then by like uh five you're reading or some shit and then like there's a whole bunch of steps before you even show up to work at uh like eight or nine which this is like this post is completely irrelevant to me you think i work a nine to five desk job you think i'm that lucky to not potentially someday starve to death and like end up on the streets living in a box befriending hobo tim Hobo Tim used to be a stockbroker on Wall Street or in Canada, Toronto, Bay Street, I think. Uh, Then he was living a great life. He was, you know, working nine to five and going to the gym for the second time at 530, like it says in that post. And then he takes his uh, beautiful fiance out to dinner at 630. Drops her home around eight-ish. And then she invited Hobo Tim up to make some sweet, sweet love to her. And Hobo Tim was like, 
I'd love to, but I'm a hustler. I'm a motivated person, according to this IG post. I must now, at 9 o'clock, work on my side hustle before reading and meditating to finish my night. Down by 11, up again at 4 a.m. tomorrow to do it all over again. Hobo Tim kisses his gorgeous fiance on the forehead and not the lips because on the lips it might get his worm going. And when the worm goes, as the famous song by the infamous rapper Old Kenny would say, that worm was looking to go up her butt, up her butt. And he couldn't have that. This was Wall Street, I mean, Bay Street Tim. The most successful stockbroker you ever did see. His side hustle made more than old Kenny ever did in his whole lifetime. And so this went on for a while, a long while. One month passed, two months passed, three months passed, four, five, six. And Hobo Tim, I mean, Bay Street Tim, became a legend. He made $43 million because he followed this IG post. Bay Street Tim is not a greedy man. After he made his $43 million, he said, I'm going to donate $1 million away to charity, so I have $42 million. 42 for the great and late Jackie Robinson, because Black Lives Matter! I'm a good guy! I'm so woke! It's time to finally go and make sweet, sweet love to my beautiful fiancé. And so, Bay Street Tim took a day off. He didn't wake up at 4 a.m. that day. He woke up at 8. Didn't meditate, didn't work out, didn't even take his beautiful fiancé out to dinner to drop her home off by 8 o'clock. Instead, he wanted to surprise her. He showed up at her house at 8 o'clock with the finest dining in town as takeout. As a personal favor to him, Sue Lee, one of the greatest fine dining culinary minds Canada has ever seen, and when he showed up and knocked on the door of his fiance, nobody answered. Bay Street Tim got worried, and he remembered his fiance always kept a spare key under the mat. So he reached for that spare key, opened the door, saw that her house was messy. Oh my goodness, lamps had been broken. Art from the walls had been knocked to the ground. And Bay Street Tim got worried. So he ran up the stairs as fast as he could ready to open up a can of whoop-ass on whoever clearly had broken into his fiancée's house, struggled with her, and maybe murdering her as we speak, and 
probably going to rob her of all the beautiful, fancy gifts that Bay Street Tim had purchased for her. He stormed through her room. He could hear his fiancée screaming in pain in her bedroom, so he rushed over, kicked that door down, and to his surprise, his fiancée was not being murdered, and it was not by some random criminal. Rather, His fiance was getting the hibbity dibbity do from Bay Street Tim's best friend, Bay Street Tom. And he asked them, What are you two doing? Which was a foolish question because clearly, even an inexperienced young pup like old Kenny could tell you, Oh, they're doing it, guy. He's giving it to your woman. My goodness. She seems... She wasn't screaming in pain. She was having a great time is what was going on, my guy. Oh, I'm just going to get out of here. I don't like where this is going. Here's a gun. Make it quick. Actually, don't make it quick. And if you don't have the balls to do it, I'm a big deal in the Middle East. I think I'm a king. They'll show your best friend who's boss. And they'll definitely love stoning your woman to death. That's their favorite pastime. And as old Kenny left there, turning into a puff of smoke, like some sort of wizard or vampire, Bay Street Tim took that gun and put both those sons of bitches out of their misery. He didn't need an explanation from them. He knew what had just happened. He knew that by becoming some sort of successful entrepreneur, hustler, as the IG post suggests you should do with your life instead of playing video games all day or day, he had given up love. He had neglected the love of his life. The two loves of his life, he loved Bay Street Tom like a brother. And in their loneliness and sadness, Bay Street Tom and Harlot Veronica found each other, did each other, over and over again. In every single position known to man in the Kama Sutra. From that day forward, Bay Street Tom, Tim, the story's gone on for so long I'm forgetting the names, Bay Street Tim became Hobo Tim, the new best friend of Hobo Old Kenny. I'll complete the story that I was trying to tell next time on the coolest podcast ever, The Kenny Ho Show. Thank you, maybe two people, for listening. I hope you two had a great time, because I did. Those goddamn fat, lazy American fidels! No, don't crash the plane into anything on my behalf. Just hold a bunch of Kristen Crooks ransom. Make them my love slave. 
I'll see you next time. Toodles!